Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Values are so core to everything we do. So the detail of like when you're onboarding a client, person with disability into your program, how do you do that? And when they talk through their current situation and they might not have enough funding or they might need something a little bit different, how do you respond? These are values that we set were so important to us and enabled Jigsaw to be successful was that yes-based culture. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 374 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Paul Brown. Paul Brown is the CEO and co-founder of Jigsaw Australia a social enterprise which trains and transitions people with disability into mainstream employment. He's led Jigsaw's growth from one customer and two employees with disability in 2014 to a national multi-site business which has provided training to over a thousand people with disability services and business services to over 100 corporate and government clients. He's innovated a model which revolutionizes the way people with disability prepare for work and outperforms current approaches to disability employment. Paul is passionate about the power of social enterprise to create impact and provide a credible, proven alternative to existing models in place to tackle the underemployment of people with disability. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Paul's perspective on the state of impact-led entrepreneurship in Queensland obviously with a focus on disability, and we'll get Paul's insights and perspective on social innovation opportunities. So Paul, it's been a long time coming. It's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here. Kicking things off, Paul, would you like to share a bit about your background and what it was that led to this passion of yours in social enterprise? Yeah, sure. As with most social entrepreneurs I talk to, their backgrounds are pretty diverse, a bit unusual. So mine's no different to that. I grew up in the UK and going through school, going through university, wasn't really clear on what I wanted to do long term. Mm. Privileged as well to grow up alongside two very close friends, Geordie and Laura O'Reilly and their brother Shane. That would form this story later down the line. Mm. But started post-school, post-university, in between jobs, started to work at a school with kids with challenging behaviours, significant challenging behaviours and a very physical job. My job was to get a boy into one class a week, which was quite a challenge and Mm. I don't think I ever did it. But what really struck me when I was in that role was for incredibly challenged young boys with behavioural difficulties. We were still forcing the national curriculum and the traditional approach of education on these individuals. And I just watched that not work day in, day out. And when I tried to think about how you could do it a little bit differently and raise that with the powers to be, I got a pretty firm no, this is the national curriculum, this is the way we do things. So that sparked the passion for the disability space. And my two friends, Geordie and Laura, were back in Australia starting this little 
not-for-profit organization alongside their brother Shane who had a disability to look at ways that we could redesign programs and businesses for people with disability to access their everyday needs, employment, accommodation, support coordination, you name it. That really led me to come over to Australia. It led me to get into this whole social entrepreneurship space. And it really gave me the platform to be able to think differently about the way you might do things. That really was my background and the spark to this whole journey. Not traditional, never really had this in my mind when I was growing up or going through university, but wouldn't be in anything else, I don't think, at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been really impressive the way that you've obviously worked towards tackling a very specific problem and created quite significant growth with Jigsaw as well. And as I mentioned earlier, you are the co-founder. So can you please tell us a bit more about projects and work that you're involved in? Jigsaw is about providing a unique pathway to open employment for people with disability. What we realised was that millions of people with disability in Australia that had great skills and foundational skills, and they also had a passion to go and work in open employment and that's what they wanted to achieve yet the systems in place were failing we really wanted to think about how you do that differently and essentially the three programs that we offer we prepare the young adults with disability for work and we use work hubs that we open that look and feel like work to train people against a series of soft skills yeah and they're soft skills that we take for granted growing up in our part-time job mm. in our first job there's lots of foundational skills like punctuality, reliability, communication, workplace etiquette, all these things that we learn through those jobs, which people with disability aren't afforded, but fundamental to your career and your career success. So the first stage is developing those skills for individuals. The second stage is giving individuals a award wage job as a way of putting all that into practice. And what we saw too often was a job for people with disability was subpar, it was doing meaningless work and it was also unpaid and so we wanted to create a environment for individuals who had gone through that training to actually put that into practice with real work paid an award wage that forms the second pillar to jigsaw's model then the third pillar is taking those individuals who at that point we truly believe are job ready and placing them into open employment with corporate and government employers That forms the model and all the projects and all the activity that we work on, working with the disability community very regularly, working with big corporate and government Australia to work out how we can move the dial. But important to note, I guess, with Jigsaw and with this whole philosophy was we never wanted, and we still don't, have ambitions of just seeing Jigsaw continue to grow and grow and grow and be the biggest thing that we can make it. What we want to do is try and create systemic change. So a lot of my work now is actually... How do we use Jigsaw as a platform to be able to influence change at a government level, at a policy level, so that we can actually see the government-funded systems be a lot more tailored to individual needs? Yes. And that's really our passion. That's why we started all of this, and that's why we exist. A lot of my work today is right in that space, which is actually really enjoyable because you can actually look back at the work that you've done and advocate for it. That's what I get up to day in, day out. Absolutely. And I can hear that you were led by this deep purpose, Paul. So along the way, you've no doubt come up against some really big challenges. So what have some of those been and what have the key lessons been as a result? Yeah, it's everyone I speak to in this space who runs social enterprises, big or small, doesn't matter which one. It's incredibly hard. And I don't think that's just for the social enterprise space. I think that's just business in general. But some of the things that we found really challenging, firstly, the values in which we exist by, and the values are so core to everything we do. So the detail of like 
when you're onboarding a client person with disability into your program, how do you do that when they talk through their current situation and they might not have enough funding or they might need something a little bit different? How do you respond? These are values that we set were so important to us and enabled Jigsaw to be successful was that yes-based culture that you would always work with the community, work with employers and actually make stuff happen for them. You would think of unique, tailored ways to bring them into your program, to support them, to place them into open employment. <clears throat> and these are values that we take for granted. Founders particularly and first team that you put around you, they take those for granted. But as you get to scale, trying to keep those core values at the center of the business is really hard. And you can take a step change by 1% and in a few years that sees the business in a very different place Yes, from a values perspective. So that for me is probably the hardest thing. And there's no, oh, we haven't found it. If anyone has it, please let me know. But no secret formula to keeping those values at the core. So at the moment, it's a lot of hard work to communicate as much as often, talk to people about it, give them case studies and scenarios so that we're all singing off the same hymn sheet when it comes to our values. So I'd say that, to be honest, is one of the biggest things or one of the biggest challenges we face. Also, when you land on a model that is different in the market and people are giving you that feedback that there's nothing like this is yes. fantastic, yeah. yeah. please please bring it to my area, my community, you'll be swamped with and Yeah, That's true to a degree. You still have to work extremely hard regardless of how unique your model is, how great it is, how amazing your outcomes are to onboard clients, whether that be people with disabilities putting on that training journey or onboard corporate government employers yes. who have targets of disability employment in their yeah. CSR strategies. Yeah, actually getting them on board is incredibly hard. That again, just took me by surprise when you think you've cracked enough in terms of the model and what you're offering. Yes. Like it's just going to be smooth sailing it's not and then finally i guess to wrap all that up a lot of social enterprises are trying to change mindset when we think about the work that they're doing and that's incredibly hard you've got to really work with your stakeholders to help them understand why they need to change why is disability employment an important thing for their business and it can't just be the feel-good factor yes. know, because there are so many other priorities and stresses that big corporate and government organizations have to measure their business by. And it can't just be on the feel good factor or the what's right for the community factor. It's got to encompass a whole range of things. So I think changing mindsets and culture is really hard. Those three things for us have been really challenging. When you identify those challenges, it really helps you get focused on where the work needs to be. Yes. And so you think about advocacy and change and that really talks to the mindsets and the culture. Constantly telling your story is a really important one to continue to share the jigsaw modeling and get people interested. And mm. obviously the values piece as well is just something that we talk about relentlessly at work. It helps you get focused. But there's some of the challenges that we face. Yeah. There's some great learnings there, Paul. So given your involvement in the sector, what is your current take on the state of social entrepreneurship in Australia? And mm. having experience here, where do you see some opportunities to improve our communities further? I think first and foremost, it's come a long way, a huge way, actually. I think back 10 years ago when we started to get into this work and the group of social entrepreneurs or social enterprises was so small, you knew everyone. And yeah. Everyone knew each other and knew your every step and where you're up to in your journey. That's changed drastically now. I think there's businesses and social enterprises that I hear about and learn about every week that I just don't know about. There has been a lot of growth. I think there's been some great work from 
government. I think there's been some great work from certain groups in the sector who have really helped stimulate and drive social enterprises and social entrepreneurship. It's been great. When I look at the NDIS sector and space specifically, which is where Jigsaw is placed, that's seen a lot of growth just yes. because the NDIS was a great vehicle to think differently about how you could support someone with a disability in mm. whatever area you were focused in and access funding to start your business and start yes. your idea. And so I think we've seen a lot of growth in that space and a lot of great ideas, which is exactly what the NDIS should be about. I think, and I'm really not saying this one because I'm really great at partnering and collaborating, but I think partnerships and collaboration in this space is not very strong. And I'm to blame for that as much of that as everyone else. I think you get so focused on what you're doing and the business that you're running and your yeah. community and your clients. And I just think through some of the organizations that we've worked alongside, and if we'd worked together more closely in more open book, quickly got to the point yeah. of, what are we both trying to achieve here? I think that we would have achieved a lot more together. As a result, Jigsaw's not changing its strategy. I guess the strategy was always one to partner once we'd built our own footprint, but that is our business strategy now is to see Jigsaw grow through others, not ourselves. Hopefully that focuses the mind from yes. our perspective to be more collaborative and work harder with partners because I just think you can achieve more. And it doesn't always have to be in the same field. I think social enterprises and social entrepreneurs who are tackling all different challenges come together more regularly and, and be forced to work together in a way I think would just create much better change in this space mm. and we'd see more scale of the big and small social enterprises That's something that I would call out not because I'm great at partnering and collaborating and everyone needs to change I think it's the reality of the work yeah. we do that we get so fixated on what we're doing totally yeah that's no, a fantastic reminder Paul so what advice then would you be giving to other social entrepreneurs who are working hard to create that positive social impact? Keep going. <laughs> so true. It's hard. It's not easy. But just keep going. I think the only way this space will strengthen is if we see more social enterprises in the market, big and small. You get some interesting feedback from corporate and government, but it's a fair point. You say, why aren't you engaging more with social enterprise? Why aren't you procuring more with us or working more with us? And a lot of people we speak to, there's not a lot out there and mm. there's not a number of really big social enterprises at that kind of scale. Then there's not a lot of choice. There's not a lot of small and medium and yeah. social enterprises in the market. So I think really how we're going to see this change and shape is if we see more into the market, if you like. And yep. hopefully things like the NDIS and other industries or sectors will help stimulate that. Yeah, yeah I think I'd love to see more and I'd love to see more competition for Jigsaw because I think that's healthy. It makes us really focused on what we're offering, what we're delivering, the outcomes that we're delivering. And I think without that, you start to lose that, that competitiveness. Mm. So I think my advice is I want to see more. And for those who are interested in it, when it gets hard, just keep going because I think we need it to be successful as a group and as yes. a collective, yeah. hopefully through collaboration, partnerships and more people wanting to enter this space so that we can see the sector strengthen. Yeah, totally. So speaking of more, what about the existing? What about those inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently which you believe are creating some great positive social change? Again, I speak obviously a little bit targeted to the disability sector yep. just because that's what I know so well. But I think firstly, the thing I'll mention is seeing a lot of traditional large disability organisations want to change. Yeah. And what we see a lot of is organisations, in some cases, going to the lengths of closing down 
large parts of their business to just restart and rethink and do it again. And that is challenging in one sense because there's a lot of people that they support and that support then becomes obviously non-existent but yes. it's a good thing for seeing more social enterprise and more of this way of thinking in, in the space we're seeing a lot of big organizations do that we're starting early conversations with some great organizations like Kiranari who are in Aubrey Wodonga in New South Wales they're a fantastic service provider that's been in the sector for many years but again looking to just continually strengthen their programs and just learn from others hopefully Jigsaw and Kiranari will work together in some capacity to see our programs shared in our respective areas. Mm. I think that's a really interesting dynamic when yes. you see these large traditional providers starting to get focused in that, focused on social enterprise. So that for me is probably the, the biggest standout. But I've also worked with a great group called Autocon, who again are mostly New South Wales based, but I think have services elsewhere and just the way they're thinking about autism hiring and supporting corporate and government organizations in some really technical roles, engage people with, with autism. So that's fantastic. And we've done some partnerships with them. And then to the lengths of the field, which Dylan Alcourt announced a few months ago, which yes. again, is a fascinating solution in this space. What we really want to see is lots of different types of services. We never see these new enterprises step into our space and quickly compare how Jigsaw is uh, what's it doing in comparison to them and how can we be better? It's actually just celebrating that, okay, they're thinking about it like this. That's great. And if we have clients of ours who want a slightly different approach. We've now got someone to refer to. And the field sounds really interesting. I don't know a huge amount about it, but it sounds interesting. Autocon we've worked with and they do some great stuff. And also, as I said, more traditional organizations mm. looking to change and move with the times. And I think that's really pleasing for our sector. Totally. There's a great list there, Paul. Thanks for sharing. So to finish off then, what about some books or resources that you'd recommend to our listeners? I'm not the biggest reader, I'll be honest, however many books a week, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> Interestingly, I have probably learned quite a lot. I'm a big sports fan and I read a lot of sports books biographies, autobiographies of managers. And I find that really interesting just because ultimately running a business, running a social enterprise, it's about your team. Your team needs to be match fit. They need to be clear on the goal. They need to all be bought into the goal and the mission and the vision. I've actually learned some really fascinating things from that kind of book yeah. and sector space, I guess. That's really interesting to me. I love to hear about how they kind of plan and how they pull teams together. Yes. How they make sure their teams are aligned, skills aligned and all that. So I find that really interesting and that's something that I listen to a lot of interviews, read a lot of books in that space and really helps my work. But more broadly, I think just listening to new social enterprises and their story and why they're doing what they're doing really helps me keep Jigsaw current as well. Yes, I love seeing when new stuff comes out and you dig into it and you learn about it and you go, okay, how could that port jigsaw or how could yeah. we work together? I actually find the new enterprises entering the market and the work that they do around telling the story really helpful to keep jigsaw aligned and on track. Not a great list of really <laughs> in-depth books, but I think it speaks to me. I love getting my hands very practical and yeah. getting my hands dirty and just getting into stuff. So a bit of sport books and working with other providers, partners and social enterprises. There's some great perspectives there, Paul. It's been absolutely wonderful to speak with you today and learn so much from your insights from over the time so thanks so much for being so generous with your time today and we look forward to following your journey with jigsaw thanks tom i no, really appreciate it thank you 
Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.